Hi, I'm Melinda, host of See Here Love, and this is The Backstory. Well, today's show is all about, I don't know why I always laugh when I say this, about stress and anxiety and how to deal with it. And actually, I shouldn't say deal with it. I think it's more of, well, I was gonna say manage. It's not really manage, maybe being aware of it and how to take steps um, to curb it. I don't know what the word is. I'll have to, I'll have to figure out the, the right way to say this. But here's the thing. We did this study you'll hear about later on in the show, and it was like 74% of people have struggled with stress to a point where they could not cope, that they were so overwhelmed they could not cope with life. And that's a huge number. And I guess when I put this show together and I was thinking, you know, what's a topic that will relate to students because we, we were shooting this show in front of a live student audience at Tyndale University in Toronto. Um, but it was also because currently, and over the last little while, there's been a number of very, very close friends and people that I love who struggle with stress, anxiety, and panic attacks. To a point of there have been moments where the attacks have been so bad, it's looked like a heart attack, but it actually was a panic attack due to incredible anxiety and stress. And so I've been confronted with that and realized we need to do a show to get some tips on how to manage this and how to see the signs of the stress before it's too late. Why I say that is because many years ago, I was a young person working in an organization where I was working like 80, 90 hours a week. Incredible stress, ton of KPIs, measurables, goals I had to achieve. And one day I found myself in a situation where I was having, I didn't know then, but I was having a panic attack and it felt like I was having a heart attack. And a number of things had happened in my life I didn't deal with. My stress level was really big. And in the end, I actually had to go on a stress leave from work. Well, talk about the feelings of that. Here I am, a high achiever, high performer. People know me in Canada, and all of a sudden I'm on a stress leave. And I was embarrassed, and it, it was horrible. And I was in a dark depression for many, many, many months. And realized that because I didn't deal with my stress and just let all of these major traumas happen to me and not deal with them because I thought I had to keep going on the hamster wheel and perform, my body finally said, enough is enough, you're done. And I just crashed. And I actually had to spend all those months retraining my brain and changing the tape recorder in my brain about, again, my value and how I should live and about self-care and about knowing the warning signs of your body and your mind when you're feeling it and you don't listen, it can lead to this. Or if you're feeling it and you do listen, you can stop what could happen way down the road that could happen worse and really take you out. So this show really came from an honest, personal place for me where I said, I need to bring in some experts, some psychotherapists to help, help us understand how to see stress, good stress and bad stress, how to live with that, how to manage, how to, um, understand it, how to support people with it, and how to live you know, a really strong, well, healthy life. And so that's why this show came to be. And I think throughout the next while of the shows on See Her Love, we're gonna talk a lot about um, stress and anxiety and mental health because it's a really important topic for many of us that are dealing with that. 
today. So that's the backstory of this show, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Well, today on the show, we brought in the experts to help us deal and talk about our stress and anxiety. What's good stress? What's bad stress? And you know what the experts say? Have a little bit more fun in your day. Here we go. That's next. Well, welcome back to See Here Love, and I'm so glad that you've joined us at the beautiful Tyndale University and College and Seminary in Toronto, this beautiful campus, Gorgeous. in front of the most amazing, wonderful, live student audience. Yeah. Did you like that prep? Did you like that? I was going to go on and on and on. So good to have you here, especially because today we're talking about stress and anxiety, which I know none of you have ever dealt with. How many of you dealt with stress and anxiety? Hands up. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Piano? Okay, good. Okay. Uh, two. I was like, what's happening here? Yeah, two hands. two hands, two hands. Cheryl, good to have you here. It's good to be here. So you ready to talk about stress? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Joanna, stress, yeah. you're ready to go? Yeah, I'm already stressed. <laughs> about the topic. And we have some experts here which are going to help us in this really, really important topic. So Wil Wilma Nevers, you are the director of the Tyndale Family Life Center yes. and a registered psychotherapist. Yes. So you have all the wisdom in the world to help us. No. <laughs> have some wisdom okay. to help us. Good, good. And Lindsay Thompson, our friend and qualifying psychotherapist as well, who's here to give her thoughts on how we can lessen our stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Much needed. Mm -hmm. All right, well, welcome. Get ready. So let's start off with news and views, because I have a very interesting study from 2018 Mental Health Foundation, the largest known study of stress in the UK. Mm -hmm. This is what they found. Are you ready? Yes. In the past year, 74% of people felt so stressed they have been mm. overwhelmed and unable to cope. 46% mm. of those people report they ate too much or ate unhealthy. 29% report they started drinking. Mm -hmm. And 16% reported they started smoking due mm. to the excessive mm. stress. Mm -hmm. They said 51% of adults felt stressed, reported feeling depressed and anxious. I mean, I could go on and on. And last little one, 22% of those stress cited debt as a stressor. Mm. And then 49% of 18 to 24-year-olds, millennials, said they felt high levels of stress because they felt that comparing themselves to others was the greatest source of stress mm. to them. Mm -hmm. Thoughts. That's a lot. What it's are your everywhere. thoughts? It's everywhere. That's what my, I mean, right. think that everybody's got some level of stress in their yes. life. Yeah. I think it's probably more unusual to find someone you know who doesn't get mm -hmm. stressed. It's sort yeah. of, a, it's, that feels like the strange thing. So I think the thing I'd love to, to know, too, is I'm trying to understand what level of stress is normal, yes. and then where does it become something that's really unhealthy mm -hmm. for us? Because there's got to be some level of stress maybe. Is there a life that's stress-free? I don't know. That's, we, all well, have, we all have things to deal with. We're going to talk about healthy and unhealthy stress yeah. a little later in the show, but I think you're right. I mean, this is from the UK. It's happening in Canada, yeah. the US, everywhere. I think it'd be interesting to see the numbers. I think they'd be pretty close. Yeah, I think in so. Countries. Yeah. That stat with the millennial, that was staggering. What was that, 49%? Oh, it was 49% experienced high levels of stress 
uh, because they felt comparing themselves to others was a source of that stress. Yeah, this is where I want to like throw my <laughs> proverbial finger at Instagram, <laughs> social media. Like it's 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 amazing, but it's also like the most detrimental thing to our society. This perfect life that people put on mm -hmm. uh, gives gives young people a lot of pressure to to live up. They want this Instagrammable life. Mm. And what the heck is that anyway? Exactly. You know. Uh, and so you have people curating their lives and not able to deal with real-world mm. problems. Yeah. Yeah. And then we find that people are using smoking, drinking, and eating mm -hmm. as yeah. ways of coping with the stress. Yeah. Because how are they going to ease the stressful situations that yeah. they are facing? Mm -hmm. They have to find a solution, and people are using that as a tool right now. Absolutely. Yeah, everything increased. Yes. Eat, overeating and, and unhealthy eating. Some started drinking, drank more started smoking, started smoking more. Mm. So it was like they're stressed, they immediately go to those things that will like sort of appease and make them feel better yeah. mm -hmm. for a moment. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of sad that these stats didn't surprise me. Um, yeah. I think Wilma can probably attest to this, yeah. but nine, time, nine out of 10 people I see have some form of anxiety, stress in their lives, and yes. they've treated yeah. it with some of these things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we even sort of see treating it with things that are sort of socially acceptable, like workaholism or sports mm -hmm. or other oh, things mm -hmm. that kind of a little bit more acceptable to that, but it's still stress and anxiety. Right. Yeah. Still stress and anxiety. Yeah. I'm sad about this one. 74% of people felt so stressed, they have been overwhelmed and unable to cope. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's really, I, I thought that was really a high number and shocking that we're out of place where it actually mobilizes us. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like Lindsay said, we do see a lot of people in our offices with being, just being unable to cope. They can't go any further. Yeah. Stressful situations from really different sources, yeah. but it ends up being stress anyway. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. And if you don't know how to cope, you immediately go to something that's easy. So I'm going to drink more. I'm going to smoke more. I'm going to mm -hmm. eat more. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And hopefully someone will come to counseling too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When some of well, that is the criticism against millennials saying we have low resilience, mm -hmm. meaning we can't handle a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm curious with my, my, my sort of my questioning mm -hmm. coming into, as I'm trying to learn as we discuss is, you know, there is some level of stress that is reasonable and appropriate mm -hmm. for someone at different levels of adulthood and maturity right. to care in their life, mm -hmm. and, and maybe stress is maybe not the word, maybe it's just responsibility. Um, and then there's this thing that seems like the criticism of millennials that we don't have any ability to cope with stress and we just crumble under it because we haven't mm -hmm. been taught how to carry it mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, interesting, Joe, you say that 12% said that um, they had high levels of stress because they felt they needed to respond to messages instantly mm -hmm. was a stressor. Yeah. What have we created? <laughs> Oh, right. Well. I mean, I know, but I'm just saying that that actually ended up on this on this survey mm -hmm. that they actually yes. felt the stress. That they had to message quickly and respond quickly. Do you know what I attribute that to in general? Is mm. that is this feeling, this mis this misconception that uh, Instagram and phone life is real life. Instagram relationships and Facebook friendships are real friendships. So how how can that she's just reached out to me? I have to respond back, and mm -hmm. if I don't respond back, Idiot. she'll think this and mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. and so we're treating these things like real friendships, real relationships. And I think if if we realize that they're not, that'll take a mm -hmm. lot of the pressure off mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Well, and I think it's understanding like what anxiety is, right? It's our brain responding to something that we think is fearful or dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So that person not responding is like, will we be loved? Are we accepted? Mm -hmm. And yeah. that is scary. Maybe we won't be. So let's respond right away mm -hmm. to take care of that fear, yeah. Yeah. Right. To, to get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's one they want to say to the audience. It says, younger people have higher stress related to, have higher stress related to the pressure to succeed. Mm -hmm. So of millennials, 60% said that was a factor. 41% of 25 to 30 uh, four-year-olds and then it got 
smaller as they got older, 17% mm -hmm. of 45 to 54 year olds mm -hmm. to succeed. So this thing about succeeding and making it yeah. is a huge stressor for young people. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. put that a lot on themselves. Yeah. So I hope our discussion yeah. throughout this show is going to help alleviate mm -hmm. some of the stress and that we're going to help give tools, uh, not only to you know, our audience here, but to our viewers and listeners to say, you can, you can get through this. Mm -hmm. You don't need to drink more, smoke more, eat more yes. <laughs> to feel better, right? I think oh, yeah. that's really good. So let's go now to a one-on-one -on -one interview with Melinda and Evie Donovan, a registered psychotherapist, as they talk about how to deal with stress and anxiety. Coming up. Sometimes leaving things to the bitter end Kinda gets you. forces the brilliance <laughs> out of me. Listen to this episode on the See Here Love podcast to hear the backstory of the show. Lord, you're with me. You're enough. I can do this. Join us on Apple Podcasts. Evie, I am thrilled that you are with me today. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> you know, as I look at your life, I'm looking that you're a professional who counsels others on stress. Mm -hmm. And as I read about your life, how your husband is living with Parkinson's, how you lost two of your children, you raised four other, four other of your kids and homeschooled them. You're also a psychotherapist with a practice. You sound busy and sounds like it's been a very stressful life. How did you, as you look kind of back on your life, yeah. um, deal with stress not so well and then also well? In, in, in managing to get through those right. those difficulties? Okay, that's a good question. So I would say my relationship with God, the not so well was when I ignored God and was angry at him. Yeah. The well part was when I, when I really made that relationship my own and having that relationship with mm -hmm. God, praying, knowing that he's right there. And it was interesting as I, and God does this all the time, as I was, uh, doing my prayer time this morning, I sometimes open up um, Jesus Calling. And so today's piece was exactly what I wanted to say, so I'm just going to read it really quickly. Receive my peace. It is my continual gift to you. The best way to receive this gift is to sit quietly in my presence, trusting me in every area of your life. Quietness and trust accomplish far more than you can imagine, not only in you, but also on earth and in heaven. Mm. When you trust me in a given area, you release the problem of person or person into my care. Spending time alone with me can be a difficult discipline because it goes against the activity, addiction of this age. You may appear to be doing nothing, but actually you're participating in battles going on within the spiritual realm. You are waging war, not with the weapons of the world, but with heavenly mm. weapons, which have divine power to demolish strongholds. Living close to me is a sure defense against evil. And one of the verses that is so powerful for me is John 14, 27. Mm. You know, and it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Jesus right. says that. Yeah. I do not give to you as the world gives. And for me, that has been huge. And I, and I recognize and I sense that peace and mm. that presence of God daily. Mm. Um, so that is definitely the number one thing. In number, dealing with stress. In dealing with stress. To, to get the truth that uh, yeah. the peace of Christ is yeah. with us. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Number two is declaring things. So declaring, so you, when you wake up in the morning and you look out the window and it's cloudy and rainy, mm -hmm. instead of saying, oh, this is gonna be a rotten day, you need to say, okay, this is gonna be a good day because then you walk towards that mm -hmm. and it becomes a good day. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and that's then, good, so declare it, so speak it. Yep, speak, speak it. Speak it as truth. Yep, okay. yep, yep. And then um, um, third, thirdly is um, 
is gratitude. Basically, mm -hmm. thinking about five things you're thankful for every day. And my husband, even though he's suffering greatly right now, we end off, mm -hmm. you know, in the evening praying, and then he, and then he out loud says five things he's thankful for. And that just really, that's such a helpful thing. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I always tell my clients, you need to be thankful. You can find things to be thankful for, no matter what you're dealing with. So a heart of gratitude, I think, is really important. Exercise is a huge thing. When I had four kids in five and a half years, I remember saying to my husband, okay, something's gotta give here, I'm so exhausted, what can I do? He said, get up an hour earlier before the kids get up and exercise. And at first I looked at him and like, oh, I don't know, but soon, I've done that ever since, for 30 years straight, for an hour every morning. And that, even my kids at the time, when they were growing up, Mom, you didn't exercise today, did you? They could tell because I didn't have the patience for them. Mm -hmm. So exercise is huge. Nutrition is huge. Cut out the sugars. Cut out the carbs. Mm -hmm. You feel way better. And that's something that, I mean, is, you know, it helps with depression, with anxiety, mm -hmm. all those things. Um, yeah, so that. Those are good. There's really a connection with just the physical, the mm -hmm. spiritual, the emotional. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. So let, me, so let me run through it so I get it in my head. So you're saying yep. first, believe the truth that the peace of Christ is with you. Exactly, yeah. Second, yeah. declare yep. the truth as you wake yeah. up every morning and, and, mm -hmm. and look around at the world and life, declare what you, what you want the day to be. Declare right. the goodness yep. of God, declare. Yep. Third, you said a heart of gratitude. Yep. Absolutely, and whether that's a list of things to write down, yeah. write yep. those things down. Yeah. Um, fourth, I would say you said um, exercise. Yep. Exercise, get out there, exercise, mm -hmm. you'll feel better. And yeah. then fifth is nutrition. Right. And sixth. And sixth. The last one is surround yourself with good friends. Friends who support you, pray for you. I have a whole group of people that pray for me daily. Mm -hmm. And I feel that. I mean, I know that that definitely upholds me. And as well, I meet with somebody once a week, one-on-one, -on -one, that whereby I can say mm -hmm. it like it is. And yeah. she prays for me. And I think that is a huge piece as well. So community is number six. Yep. You yep. know, those are such practical things. And I think it's for us as we are looking at how to manage and deal with and cope with stress um, yeah. and our anxiety, those yep. six, Evie, are fantastic tips on what to do. Mm. Um, I, you are really an inspiration for all the things that you've gone through and, mm. and your life as someone who's like a mentor um, to know that that's what you've done mm -hmm. is is so encouraging, mm -hmm. and you know we'll continue to pray for your husband and you, you in this yeah. very difficult, yeah. difficult, stressful season. Yeah. But knowing that you love Jesus mm -hmm. and you know who He is and He's with you, mm -hmm. you'll get through. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for that encouragement. Very yeah. practical, yeah. but also I can tell with just a heart of graciousness yeah. and humility too. Mm -hmm. Any yeah. last words for anybody that's listening, watching about stress? Yeah, so uh, one uh, another thing that I really learned is that you need to take one day at a time. Mm. Instead of, I've had friends say, you know, what are you going to do, Evie, 10 years down the road when your husband's, you know, bedridden? And I'm like, I don't even go there. 
I mean, why would I stress about that now when I know the God that I love loves me even more than my husband, and he, he, is, a, he is a God of love. And so I still believe that my husband's going to be healed at some point. And so I don't, I need to l learn and I have learned to live one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I also tell my clients, you know, I've ha I had a couple last week that walked in with stage four cancer and they, they know what I'm going through and they mm -hmm. said, well, what do we do? And I said, you know what, you need to enjoy what you have right now, mm -hmm. live one day at a time. So the, the last thing I want to say is, choose joy and there's this really cool little saying that I that again yesterday it was like God said here this is something for you to, to, to um, I don't know who wrote it but it says choose joy don't wait for things to get easier simpler better life will always be complicated learn to be happy right now otherwise you will run out of time we can't often choose our circumstances but we can better control our reactions and emotions so like choose that. joy choose joy well, thank you. Thank you so much for your life welcome. and your presence with us today. Mm, you're very welcome. Thank you. I was so thankful for the tips that Evie gave us on how to reduce stress in our lives. Really important tips. Mm -hmm. Now, we've talked about what causes stress in our news and views. I want to talk now about how to define it and how we can, I don't want to say eliminate it, but what we can do some practical things to, you know, lessen it. So defining stress, good, like what Joanna was saying, good versus unhealthy stress. So I'll start with good stress. I think good stress is something that causes enough tension to let us know there's something that is going wrong or there's something we need to cope with. There's something okay. we need to do differently, but it doesn't paralyze us. It doesn't put us to the place where we are finding unhealthy ways mm. of coping. Okay. And I think our bodies, God created us in such a way that our bodies naturally take care and give us information when something is going awry. Okay, that's so, good that's stress. Like, so that's good stress. Yes. And what's unhealthy stress? Unhealthy stress is when stress gets to the point, and it can be different things for the different people, mm -hmm. but it gets to the point where it paralyzes us. We don't know how to function, we don't know how to cope, mm -hmm. and we start using ill ways of coping mm -hmm. that, that are not good for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, yeah, that's good. So then Lindsay, then what are some of the, sort of like the, the markers to say, whoa, we're getting stressed, we need to Mm -hmm. Pause. Yeah. As Wilma said, it's probably a little bit different for everybody, but one thing that is very, very common is different physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, shortness mm -hmm. of breath or breath being really up in your chest, um, headaches, sort of feeling nauseous, sweating, that kind of thing. Also, you know, just ability to make choices, mm -hmm. uh, to think straight. Uh, sleeping patterns is often thrown off with too much stress, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I get that. There's so much happening right now. Because <laughs> we're all thinking about all these yeah. things. Yeah, I know. Huh. Like, You're giving us a checklist. Yeah, yeah. Checklist. yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's that's really good to know because I think a lot of times when we get so maxed, you know, and we're so stressed out, if you went backwards, you could see yeah. the moments where you're like, whoa, I should have not taken that on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I should have stopped myself on that. I mm -hmm. shouldn't have eaten that greasy burger at 1 a.m. You know, those kinds yeah. of things, right? And I think we yeah. forget that we are ho a holistic being and that we can't pull apart our mind, our heart, mm. our soul, and our body. It's all connected, right? So yeah. listening yeah. to our bodies, mm -hmm. listening to, you know, what's happening in our stomachs and in our breathing yeah. means something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also mentioned going back 
knowing what are the point of triggers, uh -huh. what are the triggers of our stressors. If we can know that, then we can know how to manage it well. Absolutely. I love this I idea think. of good stress. I never even thought of, like this phrase is mm -hmm. so new to me, good stress. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a procrastinator of all procrastinators and um, I work best under pressure. So sometimes leaving things to the bitter end <laughs> <Kinda> gets <you>. <laughs> forces the brilliance <laughs> out of me. Um, but when I'm eating my feelings, not good stress. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I gotta I gotta figure out what is enough to keep me going and maybe bring out mm -hmm. some good stuff and then yes. stuff that yeah. cripples. And I think that's okay because everybody does have this sort of optimal performance. Yeah. So you might be able to take a little bit more stress last minute and do good work, mm -hmm. whereas somebody else might, you know, know they've got to handle that a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, well we have some questions from the audience. I know that you are ready. I think we have Simon in the front row who's going to ask a question to us. Um, so again, my name is Simon, and I was wondering, uh, when people have stress and anxiety, oftentimes they'll either let it build up or they just won't deal with it at all. Why won't they seek help? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, that's wow. a big question. Why won't they seek help? Many people won't seek help for a variety of reasons. Some people believe that they should not be stressed. I should be good enough. I should have control mm -hmm. over this. I'm at a place in my life where I should know better. So confessing or just going to somebody to say it's being stressful is putting myself at a place where I don't want to be. It might mm. be shame, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. It might be that you have not learned in your family or growing up and your friendships, your, your peers, how to trust somebody or how to share what's happening for you. Mm. Or you might not have had safe enough people to share stuff with, so you don't trust anybody else to share. That's some yeah, things I, like I can that think one. of. Yeah, that's a good, good answer. Yeah. Okay, we have another question from Jaden in the front row. Jaden, what's your question? Hi, I'm Jaden. Um, my question is, uh, when you work in a very stressful um, or anxiety-inducing environment, um, what should you do when you're not in a position where you can just step away or use one of the traditional um, stress coping mechanisms that people are usually taught? Um, good question. Uh, this might sound very simplistic, but it's scientific and it works, is breathing. Um, Deep. Yeah, deep breathing. So we, when we experience anxiety and stress, our breath will go up to our chest and be very, very shallow. And that's connected to the nervous system that is directly connected to our amygdala, which fires danger, danger, and we can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So belly breathing from below sort of acts to, yeah, right? Sort of acts to turn off that part of our nervous system. It's sort of like a dumb down switch. And that'll actually bring us a little bit more calm, bring you present, and presence is a big thing with anxiety. Anxiety doesn't exist in the present, it's past or future. Mm -hmm. So bringing yourself into the present with that breathing, often it's a great chance to bring in a prayer, like, Lord, you're with me, you're enough, I can do this, yes. is a great way to handle it right then and there and no one even knows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Just quick overall, you know, as people of faith follow Jesus, how mm -hmm. does that relationship help in navigating these things? Mm -hmm. Navigating stress, navigating anxiety. I feel like I feel like having Jesus in my life is like having both an anchor and an, and an escape. Mm -hmm. um, being a, uh, having Jesus in my life allows me to offload a lot of, a lot of what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, it allows me to kind of um, just throw it out there, scream it out, cry it out to a, a living, breathing father, friend, brother that I know is listening and advocating for me, changes everything. Yeah. But also this anchor, um, 
you know, as I dig deeper into my relationship, um, it, that love, that joy, that peace, the fruits of the spirit, knowing my identity in him, knowing how he feels about me, um, helps me see the world differently. And now when life starts to crash and sway, I'm, I'm a bit more tethered. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a direct connection there. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. You know, Joanna, you're about the good word and you're about scripture and how that connects with us and how it inspires us and yeah. leads us. I know that you've brought a verse for us to help us as we deal with stress and anxiety. Yeah, I'm thinking of this, This they call it the age of anxiety. I've heard this over and over <laughs> recently, the age of anxiety that we live in. And then there's what God says, Isaiah 41, mm -hmm. verse 10. So do not fear, I am with you. Don't be dismayed or discouraged, I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41. It's this idea of in the midst for when he, when God's saying this to the people, it's in the midst of chaos and stress, uh, like the extremes of stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and his reminder that like, I am with you. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. been through this, like I've got you this time too. Like mm -hmm. there's this, it's the, as you've just said, this anchor in our yes. life that that is something that so many people don't have access to. And I find actually, because I, I mean, anxiety is unfortunately an ongoing struggle for me too as it is for many of us. And and I find it's actually a touch point for me to share my faith with other people mm -hmm. because I have a way of working out my anxiety that includes counseling and lots of other, you know, things we need to do for physical, emotional, spiritual, mental health. But but there's something that I can access through this God who is with me that gives me, I, I love to tell, tell other people about it when they're going through the anxiety and stress. I love that, it's good. Well, my last words on faith and how that can shape and encourage you as you go through stress. Faith, I'm, I'm equating that with believing in the word of God and mm -hmm. just interweaving that with psychotherapy. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, right. whatever things are lovely, yeah. da, 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 think <laughs> on these things. Because part of what we do, when people are anxious, we talk about, do you have a safe space? And it might be an emotionally safe space. It might be a physically safe space, but a place where you can anchor your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions in that place. And we also have Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah, right? So that safe space to anchor yeah. ourselves yeah. when we are having stress, yes. among the other things. Yeah, that. Lindsay? Yeah, I just always love taking a page out of Jesus' life and the, mo the model he gave us, and then some of the disciplines that came from that, and um, what it means to have this posture of rest and what rest does to our brain. And do not be anxious, like don't do it, it's a choice. And he's shown us how to manage that, that he hasn't left us with no uh, example. He has given us the best example of how to do it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your thoughts, your questions, your thoughts around stress. Thank you so much You're for welcome. your good work and your inspiring thoughts. And Joanna, thank you for reminding us about Isaiah 4110. Mm -hmm. It's good. And Cheryl, like always, great thoughts. Well, here's my takeaway for you today. As you breathe, know that today is not your forever, that you can get through whatever struggle or stress that you're going through. God is with you. Do not fear. And always remember that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. Melinda's Hair by Paolo Marola. Melinda's Clothing, sponsored by Denise Boutiques. Clothes for every woman. Shopdenise.ca. Deeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio.
See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.